It's coffee break. We're here. This episode's a little late. A little bit. Uh, we tried to record this episode yesterday in a different style, and yeah, I just didn't have the energy for it. Well, that's okay. You gotta try something out before you realize it's not what you want it to be. Yep. Tried to break away from this format, and uh, it became a lot harder. Yeah. So, so when sometimes just talking can be difficult, especially once a mic is in front of you. Suddenly your brain just goes flat. <laughs> yeah. Which was interesting because one of the things we were talking about was the new Guardians movie. Yes. And I've talked very extensively about it outside of this podcast. And when it came to time to actually talking about it, I couldn't come up with anything because I was like, I feel like I've already said it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I, I always write scripts for like my videos and stuff. Sometimes I do unscripted things. But if I can, I would prefer to write a script because... Otherwise, my brain just goes, like, everywhere, and I end up cutting a lot of audio out if I don't script something. <laughs> yeah, so, when in doubt, script it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is also one of the few uh, moments where we're both drinking coffee on coffee break. I know, because it's early in the morning. Real coffee, so. Okay. <laughs> yum, yum. We're going <laughs> to kick it off this time with crunch time. Woo! It's about Skittles. Yeah, yeah. So, um... <laughs> Uh, okay, before we dive into the facts of Skittles, what is your general opinion of Skittles? Um, so yesterday, like I said, we're re-recording this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't know this much about Skittles. Yeah. I said I like sour Skittles, uh -huh. but now I'm just craving to go to the store and just get Skittles. Just regular Skittles. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's time to start trying some of these things. They're nice, fruity, you know? Yep. Not as, like, stick to your teeth as, like, Starbursts are. Yep. I like them. I always prefer them. They're opal fruits. They are opal fruits. We learned that last time. <laughs> no, I always preferred Skittles over M&M's because I, uh, I grew a disdain for chocolate early on. <laughs> yes. And Skittles and M&M's are made by the same manufacturer. Uh, Wrigley Company, which is uh, a division of Mars. Mars makes M&M's. Yep, yep. Wrigley does all the non-chocolate stuff like Starburst and Skittles. Yep, 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 yep. We yep. said that last week. Yay. Um. There's more information about Skittles than I thought. We understand that they're hard-shelled candies uh, with the letter S on them, mm -hmm. right? And that's to mimic the M&M, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who has the M&M on it. And they come in an assortment of varieties. Just to name off a few, Tropical, Wildberry, Brightside, Dessert, Sweet Heat, Smoothie, and Sour. Lots of different lots of different flavors yep. there. <laughs> we, we looked up... Almost all Skittle flavors. There's so many. <laughs> it's not worth going through. It's not. And they're all... The weirdest thing is so many of them are like the same colors as each other. Mm -hmm. And like to some degree I get it. But a lot of others it's just like if I hand you a pink Skittle. It's like it could be seven different flavors. You don't know. <laughs> Typically though the pink Skittle will be strawberry. Yeah. Every time... Okay. I used pink as an example because every time we looked at a pink Skittle flavor, I'm like, that sounds like the best one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to tell you the original and the way this works with Skittles, I guess, because... Uh, why did I put it there? Hmm. Skittles are made in Britain. Yeah. They're, they're a British invention. They were imported to the... United States, there's all the information I needed. <laughs> <laughs> they were commercially made in 1947 by a British company known as Galaxy, which is an old subsidiary of Mars. Galaxy? Yeah. A I've... lot of space, the Mars, Galaxy. Yeah. 
Starbursts? Oh. <laughs> they came to the North Americas in 1979 as an imported confectionery. Mm-hmm. Confectionery meaning candy. Yes. Uh, in 1982, domestic production of Skittles began in the United States. So here's how this works with Skittle flavors. Is that we learned it's European and Australia. Yeah. So everybody else, goodbye. <laughs> and then there's everybody else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know why Europe and Australia get like the exclusionary. <laughs> yeah, and there are slight differences between the two uh, packagings. Mm-hmm. But one of the things is I noticed their purple Skittle is most often black currant. Yeah. Which also worked with. Uh, that was a Starburst thing too. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, ours is grape. And our purple is usually grape instead. Yes. I don't... Is So, blackcurrant, we talked about it last time. It's a berry. Is it like licorice? That sounds like a licorice thing. It doesn't... I'm going to use my computer here. <laughs> type, 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 type. Gotta I figure out how to how spell, spell it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what they look like. Yeah. Like weird blueberries. Yeah, they're tiny. That first ask, does blackcurrant taste like blueberries? Well, no, I'm reading... Oh, no, I thought it said elderberry. Elderberry Elderberry would be gross in a Skittle flavor. (laughs) Northern Europe and Northern Asia. Yeah, I remember that. Fertile soil. That's how anything grows. Come on, guys. I know, right? (laughs) Sometimes I feel like people add things to Wikipedia. It's just like, you didn't need to. Oh, they taste like grapes, but more acidic with hints of cherry. That sounds awful. What? That actually sounds really good. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because I'm not a huge grape or cherry fan anymore. <laughs> yeah, so uh, everything else seemed to be the, the same between the two. How red is strawberry, orange is orange, lemon is yellow, and lime is green. There was an exception to it. That uh, in the international versions, the green used to be green apple. Yeah, which I think is just a generally better flavor for green candies. Because lime lime and lemon are so similar to each other, especially in candy form, you know? <laughs> yep. Just one is slightly more sour. They taste different. Yeah, but green apple really tastes different. From, yeah, because it's not as... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a variety up in here. <laughs> if you guys want to know all those other flavors, go look it up. Uh, it gets crazy. There's so many. The dessert one is bananas. Like it's... No, no, it's berry, banana berry. Yeah. <laughs> There's like parfait is one of their flavors or something. <laughs> the... Yeah, there was a chocolate one. Mm-hmm. That was... Mm-hmm. That just sounds so gross. Because for not being chocolate <laughs> yeah the whole point was it's not supposed to be chocolate because there's m&ms mm-hmm. whatever um so where does the name skittles come from where does the name skittles come from it comes from the term skedaddle skedaddle <laughs> <laughs> get out of here you throw your skittles and they skedaddle away <laughs> no that's not what they're named after there's a game known as skittles yeah and it's very popular in britain where these were made yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, 
I guess I should say the UK because the whole UK seems to love playing this game. It's a pub game. Mm -hmm. And it's basically a miniature form of bowling. Which was bananas because like we were watching Task... It's banana berry. Yes. <laughs> we were watching Taskmaster and they referred to bowling pins as Skittles. And I didn't even like think about it because Brits call a bunch of crazy things a bunch of different crazy things. Mm -hmm. And now it makes sense. Now I understand. <laughs> yep. Um, it, it is where we get our game of bowling, nine pin bowling. Mm -hmm. We want to be more distinct. Uh, Skittles, there's so many rules and variations it, of the game. It, you were scrolling through the Wikipedia page of all the rules and stuff, yeah. and it just never ended. <laughs> yeah, there was different rules in, like I said, regional variants, so... There's also terms. They just came up with all these crazy terms. Yeah, like rather than just say, oh, you knocked out the second to last pin, it's like, oh, you did a deputy flip do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had to uh, give it a little title. <laughs> one of the ones is uh, you want to knock down the front pin. Mm-hmm. Right, the very first pin. It's yeah. called king pin. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's typically how we play bowling out here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there's other ones where they're like, you hit the back corner, the back right corner, hit that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was almost just... as if a bunch of people were playing this game and they kept getting weird, like, like knocking down weird amounts of pins. Yeah, and they convinced each other, no, that that that's more points because this was this was more difficult to pull off. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to win. <laughs> well, one of the things is they don't always play with a round ball. Yeah, they have an oblong ball almost it like a football but rounded i'm picturing it's a picture like a big olive basically <laughs> yeah yeah somewhere the size of a softball with the shape of a football american football the size of a softball that's weird yeah you hadn't seen them the the skittles themselves the actual pins mm-hmm are not nearly as large as the ones we use. But they have a way less exciting clunking sound when you knock them all over. Well, you can play this game indoors. Mm. And you don't really need a bowling alley. They, they sometimes will go outside and play outside. Obviously for throwing objects. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now the cool things about Skittles. Skittles are commonly used to uh, treat um, hypoglycemia. Hypoglycemia? Yep, which is low blood pressure for diabetes. Okay. So diabetics will slowly just nibble on a bag of Skittles. Nice. That'll help them balance out. That sounds fun. What a lovely, what a lovely little treat for diabetic folk to get to enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Skittles Taste the Rainbow is their theme, or their uh, slogan. Yeah. They did not come up with this. They outsourced it to a New York ad agency. A classic slogan, though. It is classic. It's just kind of weird that... They never thought of that one. I, I'm. It's not that hard to come up with. I feel like I feel like the slogan making and jingle making mm -hmm. is a process that is w way overthought <laughs> in corporations. Yeah. <laughs> like it's took months, seven different people. <laughs> and, and now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I remember a Super Bowl ad of Skittles mm -hmm. that was incredibly sexual. Yeah, a lot of Super Bowl ads get weirdly sexual. <laughs> well, the thing was, Taste the Rainbow. Uh-huh. And he was kind of... It's phallic. Oh. <laughs> and the Skittles were coming out. And weird. falling on people. And it, it was weird. They did have some pretty, pretty wacky but very memorable commercials. Like there was one with a giraffe. I don't even remember what the commercial did. But it was like, it was like something the rainbow tastes the rainbow. 
That was the thing. Yeah, you something the Rambo, you taste the Rambo. Well, because uh, they had a series of ads, and the something was always something different. Like, 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 cheer the rainbow, taste the rainbow. And then, like, fax the rainbow, taste the rainbow. It was all weird, random adjectives. Okay. <laughs> uh, Skittles, as of 2009, no longer use uh, animal-derived gel- gelatin. Nice. So they made them um, for... Basically, vegans, vegetarians, and certain religious communities Perfect. can enjoy skills now. All know? right. I mean, I can't imagine any reason to use animal-based gelatin for anything. You know? It's yum yum. Is it? But like for candy, <laughs> like marshmallows. I don't know. I don't know. Have you ever had a vegan marshmallow? I feel like I have. I had a vegan friend growing up, and oh my god, when she made cookies, they were so. Good. <laughs> they were the most delicious cookies. <laughs> I don't know why. I always asked her if ever there was a thing. I was like, "Can you bring vegan cookies?" And she was like, "Yeah, I'll bring vegan cookies." <laughs> okay. I don't know what it was. It was just really good. In 2016, Skittles made an interesting choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. It was Gay Pride Month. Yep. 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 LGBTQIA plus. Woo. Uh, apparently what they did is they outsourced the production of these bags, the Skittle bags. Yeah. Where they got rid of the rainbow bag that we know they're in. Yes. And they decided to opt for an all-white bag. Yeah. I Okay. When you hear their reasoning behind it, I see the idea they had. I understand what they were going for. <laughs> now keep in mind, I said the words pride and white. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, according to Wrigley Company and their explanation for marketing, quote, so this kind of awkward, this is kind of awkward, but we're just going to go ahead and address the rainbow colored elephant in the room. You have the rainbow, we have the rainbow, and usually that's just hunky dory. But this pride, only one rainbow deserves to be the center of attention, yours. And we're not going to be the ones to steal your rainbow thunder. No siree. End mm. quote. Mm, I so I, I I I understand the idea behind it, but it, it definitely seems like intentionally withdrawing the rainbow out of protest. <laughs> yeah, to not want to be even accidentally associated with during Pride Month. <laughs> I feel like you should have gone more colorful. Yeah, I mean, I get, I mean, even Wouldn't if... not you make rainbow-colored Skittles? Even if they did nothing, that would still be enough because it's all already rainbow-colored. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, <laughs> they made some apologies and there was some controversy over this white Skittles bag. Yeah. Didn't Eminem do a similar thing at one point there? Well, Eminem's come in all colors. You can customize Eminem. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the pastel ones, the, like Easter M and M's, like soft baby pink and green and blue and whatever. Yeah, I like those ones. I think they look pretty. <laughs> okay, so that was all I have to say about Skittles. A fun, fun crunch time. I like crunch time. I'm liking it a lot. <laughs> I'm number one crunch time fan. I <laughs> was our third one doing. Yeah. What was the first one I covered? Um. Uh, Jolly Rancher, wasn't it? Oh, yep. 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 Because <laughs> his name kind of irritated me. Much like pineapples. You you had a whole Grapefruits. Rant. Oh, my <laughs> God. You had like an hour long. You know what I found out about the pineapple? <laughs> what? 
apparently Europeans way back then when they were getting these, they mm -hmm. weren't eating them. What? They were decorations. Decorate? What happens when it rots and dies? You throw it out. Like flowers, I guess? Well, yeah, because you know how like, how if you're having like a, a, a typical, a stereotypical luau. Oh, God. <laughs> right? Yeah. And there's always the head of the pineapple at the top of something. Yeah. That's how they were using it. That they weren't actually eating these things. Jeez, Louise! Which, all this, like all that effort to dig them up, cut them out, put them on a boat, get them across the ocean, just to use a decoration. Man, just the wastes of capitalism. <laughs> so there is not much going on in the world this week as of entertainment. Yes. Due to the writers' strike. Yep. Um, which I've heard no updates about. In the last few days. Me, me either. Uh, the gaming world has kind of just stopped working because of Zelda. Yep. They all know not to compete with it. <laughs> um, it's a very long and old running franchise. Yes. And this was a highly anticipated game yep. for years. Yep. <laughs> Breath of the Wild is considered the greatest Zelda game ever made. Yeah. And uh, Marvel just dominated the box office with a very... Good film, but depressing. Yes. Yes. Again, and, another titan of a, another long-awaited sequel to a beloved franchise. Yep. So, that, those are the only... If you heard anything this week, those are the two things you heard about. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all you were doing. Yeah. Um, Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. I'm still playing Breath of the Wild, and I'm, I'm losing... My patience really quickly with it. Yeah, you tried fighting wa Water Blank Ganon this morning? But hold on, DLC version. So yeah. he's in the memories. And they didn't explain anything to me. I just had to solve it. And by the time I solved it, I died. And I was just like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. Yeah, that's, I don't. This is not as fun as the original Zeldas were. It's dungeon crawlers. It's not, it doesn't, it's not Zelda. It feels more like Minecraft. Like, like. It, this like one, Happy Wheels, Zelda. <laughs> I would say Breath of the Wild is Skyrim. Sure. And it seems like Tears of the Kingdom is Minecraft. Mm. Like I've just like, I, and I know I don't have to do these things, but like I see footage of people with like basically rockets flying around yeah. on their like makeshift fused together rocket things as they fly around the the whole map, and I'm like, I don't want that. I I want. Zelda. And I know I don't have to build that if I don't want to. They made the map even bigger, which the map's already stupidly big. And I don't, that's another, I hate giant maps in video games. Mm -hmm. God. I never beat uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla because of how large it was. It's just like, and, and the worst thing is, when it's huge, it's so empty feeling too. Like the moment you have to have like a teleportation element to it to yeah. teleport across the map you know your map is too big they did that with twilight princess because running across hyrule was not fun there's not enough interesting things i was thinking about like ocarina time for example can he teleport in that one no he can't because... i don't think they had the technology yet but also the map was very small it took no time to get across hyrule hyrule field was very small it was it was just like you turn and take a few steps and all of a sudden you're back in the forest in like there was i think five different directions you could go yep which would lead you to one of the important kingdom areas like the zoras or the gerudos etc etc and in the middle 
was Lone Lone Ranch. And then everything beyond that, there was like Poe's to collect. There was the Running Man side quest. God, there, there are was... no Poe's in this game. That's so weird. They're I not in Breath of the Wild either. I would have expected, like, especially with Tears of the Kingdom, to introduce some of the ones like Tektites and Poe's and things we didn't have before. The dog farted. <laughs> Is that what that noise was? Oh, oh no. <laughs> He's right under me, too. <laughs> man, sorry. Damn animals. Okay. <laughs> Got one about Zelda. Oh, man, I don't know. It just doesn't... Like... If you if there's nothing that makes me want to run across the whole map, yep. then why is it that big? Oh, what, what, I'll find a horde of Bacoblins so I can kill my five thousandth Bacoblin and get my nine millionth Bacoblin guts to put into my pocket of all the other stupid crafting shit I don't want because I don't like crafting. I noticed, yeah, when I'm playing Breath of the Wild, I'm not crafting that stuff. I'm not mixing the monster parts together. Every mm -hmm. time I try, I fail, and I'm like, let me just craft the fruits and the meats together, mm -hmm. and it's all I need. There's like a whole thing about potions you can make. That's yeah. what the weird shit's supposed to be for. Never once have I ever given a fuck about crafting a potion or an the, elixir. The, the thing is, I'll just eat something that'll give me that, mm -hmm. or I change my outfit. Yeah, like you can go to the Gerudo and get like earrings that will do that for you. Yeah. So I don't, it's, I don't like it. I don't like the idea of it. And Tears of the Kingdom just looks like more of what I don't like. Like I know, like everyone keeps being like the tutorial is so long and I hate long tutorials. I hate it. That alone makes me not want to play it. Yeah, um... <laughs> You're looking at the dog thinking about the fart. Yeah. <laughs> Think about how such a big smell could come from such a small body. It's <laughs> the little guy, too. Um, you can go in the sky. There's mm -hmm. got sky islands. I haven't heard anything about Skyloft. No. I was like, cool. It's like, okay, so the idea of a sky island sounds cool, but then I'm like, what happens? You're just, uh, just another section to run around rummage crap that i don't want for crafting needs i don't want to do mm -hmm. and then you just find your next 1000 sky island it just sounds like the same thing but now upward and harder to get to <laughs> uh, there are now underground caverns known as dungeons oh, God. where okay. you go in to find certain materials to build is there it's all just mm. mostly for mechanical use i don't because you get it because you'd or the earth to get it is there still shrines? Yes, there are shrines. Okay. There's an ungodly amount of shrines. Of course. Uh, people are still struggling to find them. Is there divine beasts? Is that what the plot is? I don't know what the plot is. I'm walking away from the plot. I might just look it up because... Uh, don't spoil it. I do, at this point... I'm, I'm going to play this game in I five years. I, <laughs> <laughs> I won't spoil it for you, but I need spoilers at this point because it's not... I have no interest. And that's super upsetting to me. Yeah. I waited five years for a Zelda game and I got a worse version of one I've already played. <laughs> I was really hoping they were going to go more in a hybrid direction of Ocarina and Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I was hoping just for more story mm -hmm. also. I don't like... 
Here's here's another exhausting moment of this. Mm -hmm. Just like every traditional Zelda game, you start out with three hearts, no Master Sword, uh -huh. no weapons. You're just completely down, right? You, you've reset for no good reason. You reset. <laughs> you still have your Master Sword, which apparently is covered in something. Of course. Right? So it doesn't really work. Of course. Um, Link loses, yeah, all his abilities and ends up getting new ones, mm -hmm. which is his arm now. And the only thing that transfers over is your horses from your last save file in uh, Breath of the Wild. That's it? That's it. That's... And you have to go to a very particular stable, <laughs> and you need a horse to get there. That's so lame. In order to open up the stable, and then you can go in and get all your others. That's, that's so stupid. Yeah, that's just like... <sighs> I don't know. That just sounds... Oh, God. <laughs> and why would you need your horse if you can make cars? Yeah, like... <laughs> I, 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 mm, it just upsets me. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, Y'all remember Johnny Bravo? I remember Johnny Bravo. I loved Johnny Bravo. <laughs> I thought he was hilarious. He was really funny. I think I think they could do Johnny Bravo again. Uh, but you have to do it different. <laughs> the, the, the... <laughs> Sexual harassment? Yeah, a lot of it. <laughs> I was reading this. At, his, at the time of Johnny Bravo, it was regarded as a really good show. Mm-hmm. I saw a clip from Johnny Bravo somewhat recently, and it actually made me laugh because I wasn't expecting it. So he's standing there at a museum surrounded by women, and there's this beautiful woman curator, and she's talking, and she's like, in something, something, something... They, they made it so now women were allowed to vote. And John Bravo just goes, why the hell would they do that? <laughs> he actually say a hell? I don't think. I think it was, why would they want to do that? <laughs> but I was just like, Johnny, you can't say that. <laughs> well, he had a spinoff show called JBVO. Mm -hmm. And they unearthed a lost episode. Yeah. Where this is like a talk show. And Johnny Bravo would sit on a set. Mind you, he's a cartoon, mm -hmm. but they would draw him into the set. Very, very um, space space ghost coast to coast. Yes, they were if, inspired by that in late night shows. If anyone knows what, what that is, <laughs> I don't know how popular space ghost coast to coast was. <laughs> it's a cult following. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because um, no one watched Space Ghost, <laughs> the original cartoon. <laughs> people like our parents did. I guess so. There was all... Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, was another one. Yeah, that one's weird. That one is weird. <laughs> Which they all have that weird style of uh, Johnny Quest. A little bit, yes. And Johnny Quest was always a weird show to me. Kind of fun. It was like it could have been something bigger. I don't... Like Indiana Jones, but family. Yes. I don't know. I felt like every episode of Johnny Quest was jumping the shark, and there was no baseline for the shark to be jumping. It was just always. <laughs> well, yeah. It... Well, what is it? Adventure Bros? It's very Johnny Quest. Mm -hmm. uh, just not as violent. And yeah, it's just not over the top like yeah, Adventure that. Adventure Bros is an adult cartoon, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, very old, too. Weird. Um, these were all actually, besides Venture Bros, were all made by Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, yeah, Johnny yeah. Bravo is a Hanna-Barbera product. Mm -hmm, mm hmm Thought that was strange. So, anyways, JBVO. It's a talk show. And in this episode that they lost, uh, he would do something where a caller would call in, 
and asked to watch something and then he would give his opinions on it mm-hmm. right and the only exception was half hour shows okay for some reason they just didn't want to do that and okay. this caller called in and said they wanted to watch dragon ball z mm-hmm. the episode where goku kills frieza nice good choice and johnny puts it on but because it's a half hour he just hits fast forward and quickly talks about the episode Nice. And then he, like, feels bad about it, which I thought was weird. He feels bad about it? Yeah, because he, he, someone requested it, and he couldn't show them the whole thing. He had to skip forward. Mm-hmm. Um, that episode was lost, and they just unearthed it. Yay! Uh, you can watch it online now. Cool! But the weird thing to me was going back and seeing JBVO, because I remember seeing it before as a kid, but yeah. never thinking much about it. Yeah. It's it's one of those weird things where it's like, you remember you used to watch this show, but you completely forgot about it, and then you see it again, and you're like, oh, I have, like, memories and emotions tied to this thing. Yeah, there was this, and I think Cartoon Network, and I think the Disney Channel did this a lot too, where during their commercials, sometimes they would just play segments of shows, basically. Yep. And... And like in my mind, I was just like, "Oh, this is just another commercial, I guess." And the you you learn you grow up and you learn. No, that was basically it was a commercial, but it was basically just showing you a whole mini section of a show between your shows, so you would watch this one as well. Yep. Weird. The, the <laughs> thing about Disney, and then eventually when uh, Warner Brothers took over Cartoon Network mm-hmm. from Time Warner, was they didn't want to show commercials like car ads and shit like that mm-hmm. so they made their own commercials yeah and johnny johnny bravo during this show he would actually show up in the, his own commercials nice That's... or he would like be uh like, like running around talking to people kind of like antagonizing them very deadpool-esque yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i remember cartoon network did this really cool thing where they would just like show all it was basically treating cartoon network like it was a real office space, and all the cartoon characters were working there. So... And those were the best commercials. <laughs> so that is after... Th- this show only... JBVO only goes on for one season. Yeah. Okay. Which is the span of a year, because that's how long seasons used to be. Mm-hmm. And then instead of, like, two months of actual footage. It's <laughs> so annoying how small shows have gotten. Yeah. <laughs> um, they did another reboot of it. But without Johnny Bravo. uh uh-huh. Like, one of the things I saw was Godzilla reading out the weather. Nice. <laughs> I, good combo. <laughs> I was like, okay. Kind of weird. But yeah, that was fun to see. That, uh... The, apparently, people are actively going out there trying to find these things. Yeah, Lost Media and Lost Media Hunters fascinate me. hmm I, I watched, like, a whole hour and a half on documentary about finding Lost Media for... Like, it was like a, a Jimmy Neutron's first ever footage, like test pilot footage, where it looks completely different and shit. Yeah. Fascinating. Love that stuff. <laughs> and he looked ugly, and he wasn't as shiny or rounded. Yeah, and Goddard looked wrong. <laughs> Goddard was there. His dog. Oh. His robot dog. And he just did not look right. <laughs> yeah. Something was just weird about it. Also, Shane wasn't in it. I don't think either. I think it was just Jimmy. Just Jimmy by just himself. Just flying around in space in a rocket ship. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
So we haven't heard anything much about the writer's strike. I hope it's all going good. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that happened about the writer's strike is James Gunn, uh, who directed Guardians. Yep, wrote and directed. Yep. Yep. He is a writer, went off to go support um, the writer's strike. Yay! Lots of cool people are supporting the writer's strike. Yep. And he said that he's putting Superman Legacy on the back burner until this strike is done. Good. Which I was like, cool, that is the correct way to do this. That is, uh, what? That's what, that's what strikes are for. Honorable? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, because he said that, all of a sudden, I'm reading these rumors about casting for Superman Legacy. Which I don't think is true, because if they're rumors, I bet it's just people's predictions, or... This, the, uh, well... And, and it's getting misconstrued as casting rumors. The <laughs> article I was reading was blaming Deadline, which they do a lot of... Did that website right there? Yeah. Deadline. Uh-huh. Uh, if you wanted to learn about what's going on in Hollywood and all the, uh, what are they called? The the unions and mm-hmm. all that stuff. It, the award ceremonies. Deadline is the place to go? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so they were sourcing Deadline as the ones who are talking about this. Well, is casting related to writing? You can cast someone yeah, way before it, it's finished. Yes, written. but why would you cast anyone if your director and writer isn't there. I don't know. They're trying to do a lot of weird uh, um, strike-busting techniques. So this might be one of them. To be like, hey, we got the guy. If you don't start writing the script, you're like wasting our time and money. You gotta get on top of that as soon as possible. Maybe that's what they're doing? Maybe. I don't know. But I wanted to talk about, really, how this doesn't make any sense to me. If Again, if your head honcho's not there. <laughs> El Jefe. And one of the runner-ups, who's pretty high on this list, and Gunn has talked about it, and I know what they're looking for. They want someone in their 20s. They want a younger Superman. Mm-hmm. They want to take this back to Smallville. Yeah, of course uh, they do. <laughs> they want Lex Luthor to be the villain, which his role is titled as Apex. Okay. Which, at some point, there's an Apex Lex Luthor. Sure. <laughs> um, Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but Nicholas Holt of X-Men. He was in Renfield recently. Yep. Warm Bodies. I always forget about Warm Bodies. <laughs> the Menu. Yep, yep, yep. Tolkien. So, yep. So he he is up for the role, supposedly. So, like, he But he's a little too old. I, I guess for what so. they want. Yeah, he is old, isn't he? So they're like, maybe Lex Luthor. But then there was rumors that Gunn is actually waiting to go out and talk to other actors that he's worked with. More A-lister kind of guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To see if they will come up and play Lex Luthor. Yeah. I feel like someone just threw out the name of... I, you you said it, and I already forgot it. What is the actor's name? Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. I feel like someone threw out Nicholas Holt because, yeah, at a glance, he looks like he could be Superman with the tall, dark hair, things like that. He would have to beef up so much. And somewhere, yes. <laughs> he <laughs> is a swig of a man. Yeah. <laughs> and somewhere that got misconstrued as, like, a casting rumor somewhere. I don't think that's accurate at all. Yeah. No. If The thing about Nicholas Holt is he did not get the role of the Batman. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. What a surprise. <laughs> I would have hated that movie if it was him. Yes. I it, don't think we would have watched it. I'm sure we would have watched it. I would have watched theaters. it. But I can't imagine anyone else doing the role of the Batman. 
it would have been a very different Batman. It wouldn't have been this moody, broody, like, pain-riddled Batman. It would be very different. Very pompous. I don't know. I just picture, he's in, like, Bridgerton or some shit. Nicholas Holt. Nicholas, Nicholas Holt. Holt. <laughs> yeah, he's in one of those ones, like, the Queen's... I thought he, yeah, he's. I thought he was in the the Russian one. I don't remember. There, there's so many. <laughs> it's weird that they're they all just popped up at the same time. They're like, I need to compete with uh, Downton Abbey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now the crown has shown up, so let's do the Royals, Bridgerton. There's one with Cleopatra now. Yeah. And whatever. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Royal politics female centric genre <laughs> yep. i guess uh what's coming out this week is the fast and the furious 10 simply titled x man and uh lego 2k drive which is a lego driving game so a lego driving game on paper makes sense to me but it just makes me think of banjo kazooie nuts and bolts <laughs> Do you remember when everyone tried to make a driving game to compete with uh, Mario Kart? Yeah. Wait, there was a Lego driving game. There, there was one before, Lego Drive. Yeah, but you couldn't even customize like the Legos of your car. If I remember correctly, it was like on a CD-ROM. Yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago. It was a very long time ago. I can't even play that on my computer. <laughs> I don't think anyone would want to. <laughs> I would have to go out and get a separate piece of equipment for it. Um... Yeah, and now it just seems like we've got all these driving games showing up again. And they're all trying to be uh, Gran Turismo. I, I, I which, get... which will be a live-action movie very soon. Oh, yeah, that's... Okay. Sure. <laughs> it makes more sense as a movie than a video game to me. I've never liked racing games. Like, like, like regular car racing games. Oh, yeah. Mario Kart racing games, like, 100%. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a lot of, like what Gran Turismo or Mazda or whatever they were all called. Yeah. I had several growing up. They were all boring. <laughs> they were all stupid. <laughs> I, I played uh, the Hot Wheels driving game. Yeah. That sounds cool. At least you can jump over like fire and do spins and stuff. You're basically in little Hot Wheel courses in like someone's living room. Yeah. So you get to do all that stuff. But it was just another driving game. Damn. That sucks. I was like, if if Lego, you get to build your own stuff, maybe, but I don't know. I, it's weird. I'm just seeing a lot of driving games coming back. Weird. I, whatever. <laughs> so, okay, it's Box Office Trolls. The box Office Trolls. Unsurprisingly, number one, it's Guardians. <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy. Domestically making $214 million. That's a lot of money. Um, I don't think Fast X is going to come anywhere close to that. <laughs> I think everyone who wanted to see the Guardians already saw it. Yes. Um, it's already gone down 47.6%. It's gonna. It's been a good month for... Wait, is Vin Diesel in Fast X? Yeah, he's the main guy. Good month for Vin Diesel. <laughs> also, it's been pretty nice to Chris Pratt. I guess so, true. I was thinking... He just went from Mario to Guardians. Oh, and yeah, huh? Vin Diesel goes from Guardians to... Fast. Nice. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, number two, the Super Mario Brother movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Still holding strong. Six weeks in. Yeah. Still dominating. Uh, book Club, the next chapter. 
Yeah. This is a old woman's movie? Like, like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, but... For uh, Meryl Streep fans? Yeah, <laughs> middle-aged. <laughs> it, it's about how they go to Europe with their book club because it's the dream vacation of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> did I not accurately describe that? You did, uh, yep, you sure did. <laughs> Number four, Evil Dead Rise. Nice. Which is supposed to be really good. Nice, nice, it's nice. just a weird time to release a Evil Dead movie. Yeah. And this one was not supposed to be in theaters. It was supposed to be on HBO Max. So what made it go to theaters? They, well, Warner Brothers was hemorrhaging hard. Oh. <laughs> They're like, do something. Make money. <laughs> yeah. They're probably the ones forcing this casting thing for Superman. Mm, that's Not true. realizing that they're actually fucking up the project. Warner Brothers is, in fact, bad. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, when they saw that, like, the test audience really enjoyed it, they were like, let's throw it in theaters. No, it so seems it, to be working. It was so worthy of $60 million. <laughs> uh, number five, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I did finally look it up. And, and I was I... right. It's Judy Bloom. Yes, it is. It is that author, I believe. Uh, not the same, like, universe as most of her other stories. Did anyone find out if I was right about Choco Kitty? I don't think so. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> number six, Hypnotic. Which we don't know what this is. Yeah. It's from Ketchup Entertainment. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just gonna walk away from that. Uh, number seven, John Wick Chapter 4. Eight weeks in box office. Not bad. Uh, number eight, Love Again. Yeah, I can't wait to watch this one. This, okay... We've talked about it extensively here on this podcast. Um, it's not even made $5 million in the two weeks it's been out. Oof. <laughs> um, it's made by Screen Gems, yeah. who make notoriously horrible decisions like live-action Resident Evils. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> so, I, I do want to see it, too, because I, I think it'd be a fun little crash course. It'd be so bad. Oh, man. <laughs> it's got, cr- like... You can remake it into a horror movie really quickly. Yes. Yes. It doesn't matter how much Celine Dion you paint over top of it. It's creepy. It's a really disturbing idea. Um, Number nine, Air. Okay. Story of Air Jordans. Number ten, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, which is available today on Paramount Plus streaming. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can go watch that. You never saw it. it. It is fun. It is a fun adventure you don't have to put in too much thought. No. If you don't even need to know anything about Dungeons & Dragons, because I'm going to be honest, it doesn't really feel like much of a Dungeons & Dragons movie. The way I would describe <laughs> this one is classic, like, classic superhero movies. Yes. This is it. You know the guy. You see that there's tragedy. You know he has a journey before him. He gets a ragtag team and goes to fight the bad guy. Yeah. That's the story. They That's all, it. They don't make really any references to the game of Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. If you want that, watch Fox Machina instead. They they <laughs> talk about a different race, a higher race of beings. Yeah, like th- that's at most they'll reference. You do see them. Yeah. But again, it's just to move the plot forward. Yeah, it's it's it, rather than calling them bird folk, they get to call them Arakokra, which is the 
the, the name Dungeons and Dragons have given them. So. Okay. <laughs> there is another movie that it did not make the top ten. It was what number twelve? Something like that. And it's called the Warriors of the Zodiac. Yeah, uh, we're like in, uh, not indie indie, but it didn't have a distributor. You know, <laughs> it, under under the the category of distribution, it just said not available. So, <laughs> so for being that and making it even close to the top ten, that's not too bad. That's kind of impressive. Wow, I can't even find it. Oh, it's Knights. That's why. Knights of the Zodiac. It was, we mentioned it last week. It's based on an anime. Like a classic anime. Yes, this movie has tanked. Ooh! Hard. Ooh, I saw the 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I, I was... I saw the poster for it at the theater. What a weird cast. I know. <laughs> Sean Bean? Sean Bean, and I, I can never pronounce her name, but that's the original Jean Grey. What? What the hell? <laughs> uh, this movie is based on an old anime, and it looks horrible. It, yes. It looks like a weird Chinese knockoff. It does. I thought it was. That's why I was confused when I saw Sean Bean. <laughs> yeah. It, if I saw Ice Fantasy like this... I'd be like, that's the coolest upgrade I've ever seen. Yeah. But for something that should have been animated, oh, why? You know what? It, it feels like like that old Dragon Ball live action movie. Okay, we're done talking. I <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed Coffee Break. <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution is always brought up when it comes to the worst adaptations ever. They make so many confusingly bad choices. Like how, like, ignoring it's... the fact he's a white guy, which is bad from the get-go, he goes to high school? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That's supposed to be Piccolo. <laughs> Piccolo has like... Piccolo was the best and most well-done character in that movie. He didn't look like Piccolo. He, okay, the actor who played Piccolo, I remember this, he was pissed about how that movie came out i bet he loves piccolo and when he got the chance to play him he was like i'm excited and put in all his energy and effort <sighs> and they still struggled with that but uh you want to do a little talk about guardians just a little one yeah sure sure so uh spoilers from here on out yep so that was the end of coffee break if you want to hear about guardians volume three uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it uh, other than that, I'll see you guys next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You learned some cool facts about, about Skittles. so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad Skittles was enough information yeah. to kind of fill in this week. Because I was like, I'm tired of BSing my way through some of these things. There's just nothing happening. I know. we got to just get better at, I, at talking. <laughs> I talked about an episode that came out in 2001, and we just found it. Like, that's the treasure. <laughs> a slow week in the media world yes <laughs> which we expected with the writer strike happening mm -hmm. so so spoilers from here on out with guardian stuff beginning with guardians 2 volume volume 2 mm -hmm. sorry uh our guardians are fighting those big monsters the ones with all the teeth and the tentacles yeah, yeah, yeah. i can't remember what they're called but they want those batteries yeah Harbulary batteries. Yeah, it's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, <laughs> Anulax batteries. Harvey Larry batteries. <laughs> and they get these batteries back. Well, I think they're there to kill the monster. Yeah. And then they go back to the the golden people mm-hmm. and their queen, Alicia. Something like that. Alicia. Alicia or something. Something. And then she finds out that they stole the batteries. So they go in and hunt them down. Yeah. And they, the guardians thwart their attack and get away. Mm-hmm. Right. Everything about that has to do with the beginning of Guardians 3. Yes. And even weirdly enough, that race of golden people were created also by the guy who created Rocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The high evolutionary. It was very smartly tied together. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. That two is way more important than you thought. Because mm-hmm. all that ego stuff doesn't really have much to do with three. Other than uh, meeting Mantis, you know, getting Which, Mantis on the team. Yeah, so Mantis and... And, uh... Star-Lord, mm-hmm. are siblings, half-siblings, yeah. which is explained to you in not Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. No, or th- like they mention it in 3. They mention it in 3, but it's brought up in the holiday special. Which is very cute. The more I think about it, I'm like, that was a cute holiday special. I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's new members of the team? Yeah. Or at least there's one new member at the beginning. So we were so we were talking about this this morning where we have no idea where Cosmo came from. Like she's just suddenly here now. I remember seeing the dog and I remember perhaps the collector had her. Perhaps. Maybe she's in one of those cases and it doesn't Howard the Duck talk to someone? Yeah, maybe she was with Howard the Duck. I don't remember her talking. I don't think so either. I and don't... nothing about telekinesis. No, it just she her first real appearance is in the holiday special, where she's there, and I think she has a line of dialogue. And also, nowhere is now a city that everyone's living in, inside the head of the dead well, god. <laughs> it's always been a city. Mm. Yes, when you see it in one, it's a city. They live inside this skull of a dead god, right? Okay. But the weird thing that they did is in Infinity War, and we went back to watch this recently. Mm-hmm. Infinity War, really good. I actually like it. It's aged very well. It has. I uh, think I like it better than Endgame. I, I've seen Endgame. That was like my 30th time. So I didn't cry. And I was like, sweet, I broke the, the curse. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 gave me some issues. And I could see why people are not going back to rewatch that one. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a lot to handle. I would. I would rewatch it. Yeah, but not a week after. No, I would have to be in the right mindset to rewatch it. <laughs> the amount of animal cruelty in there. Yes. And that's... I get it. That's the point. The high evolutionary is a horrible, horrible villain. Yeah. He, there's been discussions about how he is the most unforgivable villain the MCU has ever shown us. Yeah. Great villain, though. Yeah, no, he's truly evil to the bone. I love the line of she's like something. She like like someone mentions God, and he turns around and yells, "There is no God. That's why I stepped in." I'm like, damn. Yep. Damn. <laughs> Very pompous. Yeah, great, great performance from Chuck. Ten out of ten. Yep. <laughs> uh, everyone did great. Mm-hmm. Good acting. The movie goes on way too long. It is rather long. The The sequences with the kids inside the uh, 
high evolutionary ship and it's nebula drax and mantis mm-hmm. they just start yelling at each other it was a little too long i feel like craglin's whole character arc completely unnecessary very unnecessary he should have mastered that arrow long before this movie began yeah and for us to have that scene i was like cool i love seeing yondu yeah i thought that was cute to see him again but like i don't um yeah and really what you see is actually that big guy that was coming after craglin mm-hmm. and it was cosmo who just squished him yeah 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 craglin i don't like even if craglin did dust away for five years there was still plenty of time where he could have been figuring out how to whistle with the i wish instead he would have in this movie figured out a way to make it his own rather than just copying what yandy does yeah Mm. oh well (laughs) nowhere which he seems to be the leader of them for that moment uh more like a I, I got the idea like he's like a deputy, like one like someone in charge, but yeah, not the person in charge. Yeah, he he stays on nowhere uh-huh. while the guardians go off, but he they have weaponized nowhere, mm-hmm. which was not in either in either movie that nowhere shows up in. Its eye is a cannon that only has one round. <laughs> <laughs> they see a lot of things have changed. But, like, I never questioned it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, okay, yeah, sure. This makes sense. <laughs> yep. I would see that they would do this. <laughs> um, what else is weird about that movie? I- I'll tell you what. One of my favorite scenes is when <laughs> Groot and Star-Lord enter the main area where yeah. all the scientists and the high evolutionary are. Mm-hmm. And Peter just says, kill them. And, oof. Yeah. (laughs) That's not a thing heroes say. No. And when they capture that scientist, if you look, he's purposely slamming him into the surface of that planet to kill him. It was probably Chris Pratt's best performance. Oh, he got really angry in that movie. Yeah. Very. When you see him in the trailer and he's screaming in pain because Rocket's dying, Mm -hmm. like, that's just pure, raw man emotion. Mm -hmm. That's just... Yeah, it's sad. Great. Uh, fantastic. But yeah, too long, I would say. Yeah. Some parts, especially like when they're inside like a satellite made out of flesh mm-hmm. to get like basically a like a thumb drive, <laughs> a space thumb drive in essence. <laughs> yeah, it's Drax and Mantis who are doing nothing. They, that sucks because they're always the ones doing nothing. While Star-Lord and Gamora and Nebula are off doing, like, the real plot stuff, our comic relief duo are stuck filling screen time. <laughs> also, almost dying, dying in that fight. They almost didn't make it out of there. There was a couple of times where I'm like, are they going to die? Yeah. I was amazed that no one did. <laughs> I thought for sure someone, one of the Guardians, was going to die. Yeah, not a single one of them died. No, which was crazy. Which is is nice. In an already uh, emotionally turbulent movie, not stapling a death at the end was very appreciated. (laughs) Yeah. And at the end, the Guardians disband, except for Rocket rebuilds it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And his team, I would like to see them in the future. I think we will. I want more Adam Warlock. I really liked him. Adam Warlock was really fun. Mm -hmm. I, I love how... 
stupid he is? Yes. Stupid yet charming. Earnest. Mm-hmm. Honest. <laughs> when he, like, incinerates that one guy, and then the guy's pet, uh, Slarp. Is that what it's or called? Or What <laughs> Voiced by D. Bradley Baker. Yeah. Um, is, like, sad. Warlock's just looking at him, and he's like, it's making me uncomfortable. Can I leave? I don't like this. <laughs> and then he takes the pet, and he just carries it with him everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I liked it. Groot. Yeah. Groot had some cool moments. Groot was, this is probably the best Groot's been. And Groot's been very cool throughout all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love how big he got at the end. They call him Swole Groot. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Why not? <laughs> they come up with the weirdest names for them. Like Brothor? Yeah. I liked Brothor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he's a mess. I will say, we started watching... Love and Thunder. I'm not that interested in it. Yeah, and that was the thing. It's just like... Eh, it's... it's it's a story of Thor, but it has very inconsequential effects on the rest of the MCU. It's a little too goofy, I mm-hmm. feel like. Oh, there's a baby sleeping. <laughs> Wake up the baby before he farts. <laughs> it's a little too goofy. And like, I, I appreciate good lighthearted movies and stuff. But I don't know, especially hot off the heels of seeing how Guardians is still funny, but also uh, has an emotional impact. Seeing Thor, it was just like, yeah, you're funny, and there's emotion here, but it's not as balanced as I think it could be. Yeah. Also, I'm going to be honest, I think uh, Korg has gotten way less funny over the years. Taika Waititi's character? Oh, yeah. The big rock guy? Well, that's because he, whenever he plays a character, he's always, if he's not the main character, mm-hmm. or, you know, a very important character, he'll play these weird secondary characters, and they're not, they're all the same. Yeah, they are. And it's just him kind of like just riffing, like babbling. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I don't care. <laughs> Which, it's not fair to say to him as an actor, because when he does play the main character, he's a very charismatic person. Yeah, if he's playing a, an important character, like when he was Hitler in Jojo he's Rabbit. the greatest Hitler this world has ever known. Um, Blackbeard. It's not like it was a competition, though. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> when he's Blackbeard in fucking... Our, Our Flag, Flag Means, means death. death. Fantastic. Uh, when he's the one guy from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. The original. Yeah. Of the, the, but when he comes back to reprise that role for the American version... Uh-huh. He's back to being that side character that just riffs. He's just that always the same. See, yeah, I like Taika Waititi, but it, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. It's a weird one to follow up with. Yep. So that was it. Yeah. I'm done. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Go eat some Skittles. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye, bye.